comics, movies and TV shows, video games, collectibles and cosplay. With these topics combined, we are My Big Fat Full List. By entertaining and educating our audience, we hope to give you the tools needed to save your time and especially your money. We're ready to geek out with you! Greetings and salutations, listeners. Today, we've got a very special episode. We are going to dive into the world of miniatures. And for those of you unfamiliar with what that is, those are the little guys that you get to now create and paint and customize to look like your character in board games such as Warhammer and Dungeons and Dragons. Now, I have just seen it uh, when I go to this place called Miniature Market to play D&D on Wednesdays. I've never fully dove into that world. I've always had friends like I bought a character and they either painted it for me or somebody else has customized it. But I know Dragonus Prime has not only dipped his toe into that, I think he did a cannonball the style splash into that world. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like it, it, I'm, I'm a sinking ship. And the reason my ship is sinking is because it's overflowed with minis. And then I know Dr. Impact does not have very much uh, experience with this topic. Uh, I know he's familiar with the word minis, and I know he does play board games with us. But other than that, I don't think he's really ever dove into this. And then not, I know... Oh, not at the same level that you guys have, certainly. No, I, I I, mean, we'll go into it more here a little bit, but I, you know, I had some experience 20, 30 years ago, but no, not, not to the same level. And, and Pistol Danger, who's with us, what about your experience with this? So my experiences are less than DPs, but they're not they're not too shabby than myself. I've created minis. Uh, I have I have an account on Hero Forge that's uh, allowed me to create one of my favorite characters I've ever played, uh, Sumash Rexalot. I am currently building uh, my other, the Space Captain, the Dread Pirate Sayada Featherbottom, who is a two foot owlin, which is just a little owl, who's a monk who rides a Mastiff on his ship. And I am currently creating that. And with Hero Forge, I am able to do that. Now, I do not paint minis, in fairness, uh, to DP. I have mine painted. But also speaking of that, there's a new world of 3D printing. So you don't even have to go to a store anymore. You can literally create them on your computer and print off a mini. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, there's also a ton of websites out there that offer files. Like, they've already got pre-made and pre-sculpted minis that you can go in. Like, Etsy, you can buy files from. You can even buy STL files from HeroForge, from the ones that you make, that you can download and print for yourself and Mm -hmm. print them if you so wish. Now, when you guys experience with the, I know you guys have bought some online that have already come pre-painted. Somebody told me that depending on what site you use, the might it might not be painted. It might be a different color resin that they use when they 3D print it. And I, I heard that that can be kind of bad. I heard that paint's better. I don't know. We could leave that up to the listeners out there who do minis themselves or uh, your guys' opinions on that. Well, that's another whole <laughs> episode. That's another whole uh, can of worms, whether or not you want painted or unpainted. And if you want professionally painted from like a professional painter, or if you want like, for instance, WizKids offers a series called Icons of the Realms, where they put out a bunch of booster boxes that have like four miniatures in them that are already pre-painted. Usually it's kind of like uh, action figure style pre-painting where it's kind of assembly line painted miniatures. Got it. But, and it's kind of fun because you get a booster box. You don't know what's in there. So 
I know me and uh, Mrs. Prime, whenever we go up to Miniature Market, we always buy ourselves a booster box of any set of icons of the realms just for fun to see what we get out of them. And, and just like a booster box pretty much is like those mysterious, you know, blind, it's a blind grab. Market. I was going to say it's a blind pack, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like a pack of baseball cards. You don't know what's in there. Gotcha. Gotcha. So on that note, guys, let's dive into, let's get into the history of minis. Now, I'm going to go back to, let's say, the 80s, because that was actually late 80s, early 90s. That was my first experience with D&D. I remember when you got like the first edition, all it came with was a cardboard playing board, like all games did, like Monopoly and Sorry and all those games. And then you got a token, which is just a small piece of cardboard with a character's face on it. And that was your guy. That game later evolved into you got a little plastic piece, not painted, that represented like your elf with his bow and arrow or your dwarf with his warhammer. And that was about it. Like, and you were happy to kind of have that. I don't know if you guys had any experience with those or not, or if you want to chime in some stories. Well, actually, as I push my glasses up on my nose here. (laughs) He's actually doing it, people. He's actually doing that. (laughs) The history of wargaming goes way back, or in miniatures, goes way back to before the 80s and D&D and such. It actually goes back to, like, the early 18th century in Prussia. Where they, yeah, in Prussia, where they used miniatures for big battle simulated war games. Similar to that now of like when people would play like Warhammer or any of those type of miniatures games that they big battle games. Now it's similar to that, but they used actual troop style things. So was it used as like, like making battle, like not no. so much a game, but oh, oh okay. it, was, it was a leisure activity. They, oh, okay. and they did that. The military did that too, though, where most of them would have yes. like a miniature painted like a tank to sure. equal like first infantry sure. or first armored or whatever. That's been around since forever. Yeah, that's been uh, but since. yeah, but but Dragonus is more talking about how they actually used it in like almost like a scenario, like you would a game, mm-hmm. and they actually used the miniatures to move their character around and see how it would play out. That's actually the part of the origins of D anD D where that came from. Um, Interesting. There. There were, correct me if I'm wrong, but there were some sort of miniatures that were around like in the late 70s, early 80s. Dragonus, I don't know if you recall, when we were young, uh, we would go to um, uh, holidays on our dad's side of the family. And there was our one of our cousins who was uh, very much into all of this stuff. He had this whole... Uh, table set up in the basement in his room with these little metal minis and i don't know if they were part of D or if it was part of a different game or what but um that's my earliest recollection with any kind of a mini game piece i forgot all about that i don't even i've never even heard of that so there were there were like metal miniatures yeah they, they were yeah they were probably made of pewter then i would imagine too yeah the, the, the old D&D miniatures were made of pewter. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if they were D&D because right. I, don't, I don't remember. We didn't really mess with them too much because our cousin was like 10 years older than us. and We didn't want to mess with his stuff. Right, of course, he'll beat you up. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And if it was D&D, then the devil was going to get us if we messed with that, it. That's true. <laughs> that's, that's, that's tricky devil. That still holds today, guys. So, yeah, that's right. It's very yeah. much. Have you seen Stranger Things season that's, four? I mean, it's very right. prominent. Yeah. Still out there. The curse is real. But let's dive into now currently, right? So currently, as, as time progressed over and board mm-hmm. games start getting more advanced and start getting more popular, I know that they came out with games such as Warhammer. And I know Warhammer right. contributes hugely to the world of miniatures because in that game, you needed 
hundreds, if not more right. miniatures. Mm-hmm. And those tables that they have set up are ginormous. It's like an eight foot pool size table. table. By, yeah. It's like an eight yeah. foot by six foot table with real terrain and you can bring in other stuff too for it. Oh, it's, it gets intense. I heard mm-hmm. those games can last three to four hours easily. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and then they, they dove into the world of, from there you have your D and D star Wars got involved. Star Trek mm-hmm. got involved with miniatures where you could have customized like X wings and Starfleet Academy ships, mm-hmm. which was always kind of very cool. You know, it's kind of same size board. And then they even advanced further with that to where we are now, where you can custom make your own figure for whatever game you're playing. Yeah, there's a couple of sites where you can actually do that. Um, there's obviously Hero Forge, which we've mentioned previously in this episode. Um, Hero Forge is probably the leading one, in my opinion, because you can also now print colored minis. It's also I've, what I've found is the simplest. Like, it's the most yeah. user-friendly. Yeah, hmm. I would agree. Um, the other one is Eldritch Foundry. And Eldritch Foundry, I like the way their models look, but they don't have as many options and they're not in color. Hmm. Now, when you say options, do you mean like I because I've dabbled with Hero Forge a little bit and in Hero Forge, if you create a character, say dwarf and you want him to hold a shield and a warhammer. Cool. And if you're like, you know what? I don't I, I decide he's going to be a wizard instead. You can change him to holding like a flask and a wand or, right. you know, like they have those customizations. He can have a backpack, not backpack. Like there are thousands of not more like hundreds of thousands of options for your character, out mm-hmm. there, which is mm-hmm. super cool. Is Heroes Foundry the same way or is that what you mean by like limited options? Eldritch Foundry. Yeah. They're the- Eldridge, sorry. They're the same way. Um, they don't have as many like hand and clothing options as Hero Forge. Gotcha. Mm. Okay. That's for our, our listeners out there. In case you guys want to go build your custom character, mm-hmm. now you kind of know which side. And I will. I will add uh, to that to all the listeners out there. As someone who is not as versed in uh, in minis and in in tabletop games as as the other guys here are. I have used Hero Forge as well before. We uh, we were all at one point playing a, a horror western game called Deadlands, uh, and I created a, a Hero Forge mini of my character on that. As someone who doesn't normally go on there, it's incredibly, incredibly easy to to operate. As Pistol said, it's very user friendly, and. It's more than just options of, you know, what kind of gear and and clothing you want your character to have. Mm-hmm. You can actually alter the poses and the and the forms of these these things. Mm-hmm. It's really wild, but it's very easy to use. Oh yeah, I love it. Like they give you preset poses, but it's like, well, instead of this, would you like the hand closed and tilted thirty degrees to the to the right? Well, yes, I would. Well, uh, do it yourself, and but you can, and like, you can get super in detail into the weeds in this. Like, I like, and I like that ability. I don't always do it, uh, but I do like the ability to get super nerdy about it. When you guys have ordered from them, has the figure come in as like pictured on the site? Does that yes. Make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I mean, you know, sometimes like you can be like, oh, the picture looks super cool and clear, and you get it, and you're like, oh, look at this, the red painted it and gave it to me. I mean, Smurfy, you've seen uh, Sumash Rex a lot. I've shown uh, yeah. the, the picture that I sent in the group chat for our D and D, and then when the actual physical showed up, he's not as shiny, I would imagine, as he was. But like, yeah, the colors aren't as vibrant as they are on the computer. Gotcha. But I mean, still, if, that, if that's your biggest complaint, not bad. You know? Right. We will. We will have to share on uh, 
on our Instagram and, and social media sites some of the minis that, mm-hmm. that we have made so that listeners can mm-hmm. see some of those. Yeah, no I'm more than happy to show pictures of my dragonborn barbarian who thinks he's a wizard. He is terrific. Well, don't forget, we also were making guys for the Ghostbuster RPG you had running, man. I, uh, I still have mine in the save file. I haven't ordered them yet. They're still in the save file. And that's the thing about that site. You can, it's not just for D&D. It's for almost any board game you're playing nowadays. They mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. stuff for everything. Like we mentioned Deadlands before, which is kind of a sci-fi Western game, to Ghostbusters, which is very current modern, to D&D, which is medieval. So I, uh, I'm part of a few Hero Forge groups on Reddit and Facebook where people share and post Hero Forge minis that they are making. And there are a lot of people that make a ton of Hero Forge miniatures for Warhammer. Oh, really? I imagine so, yeah. I mean, I, I, could, I could totally see that. Um, not being in the world of Warhammer, I wasn't sure what the rules were, because I heard some of the guys can be I'm really strict. So right. I didn't know if they were like, you have to buy our product, buy the product, and you can't play, or, or how they were. So. I'm going to assume that in the world of Warhammer, if you're doing tournaments, you have to have official Warhammer. But I'm guessing if you're just a few buddies getting around there and playing. Right. Yeah, it's house kind of, rules. Yeah. Right. Right. House rules, yeah. yeah, exactly. Now, there's other ways to get miniatures besides the Hero Forge and Eldritch Foundry, um, as well as the, the Icons of the Realms I mentioned. Um, WizKids, who, for any of you at home might know, WizKids are fairly popular back in the early aughts when they came out with the Hero Clicks miniatures. Mm-hmm. I was going to bring that up Okay. Yep. I've used some Hero Clicks miniatures for mm-hmm. uh, the tabletop miniatures. They also have a line called Nolzers, N-O-L-Z-U-R, and they're unpainted miniatures that fit in the that they're officially licensed by Dungeons and Dragons. Huh. You have like fighter human fighters and dragonborn paladins and all the different races and classes as well as they have a bunch of monsters and uh, even as big as massive dragons that you can get unpainted. Interesting. Okay, and they're all, they are are they all unpainted or do some come painted? Uh, they are all unpainted. There is a line of Nolzers, and for the life of me, I can't remember what the name of it is, that comes painted okay. already. They're like really highly, nicely painted. Um, each Nolzer, though, the unpainted, you get like two minis for like five bucks. Oh, that's not bad at all, price-wise. Right. And then normally minis want... are fairly expensive. Yeah, well, not as expensive as you think. They're really? about, that's about average price. And then if okay. you wanted one of the, the premium painted ones that they make on the Nolzers, you can get one of those for about ten bucks. Oh, that's not bad at all. No. So okay. you've got those. And then also there's a company called Reaper. And they have a their Reaper Bones. They have a series of miniatures as well. They're usually on a white, um, kind of a resin, white resin thing. Um, I've used a lot of those for games because they do more than just fantasy. You'll also find sci-fi and Western and horror themed in some of those. Got you. So I use a lot of those. And... Uh, they have things like they have your typical fantasy stuff too, like orcs and bugbears and goblins and all that. But like I said, they also have Western ones. They even have some that are there's one that camera with the heck they called it, but it's this big guy with these sideburns and a hair bun and these two nubs on his head and a big old massive right hand. I mean, it's Hellboy, <laughs> but they don't call him. Hellboy. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, um, it's Hellboy. He's, they have he's, another guy who's Heck Kid. Yeah, Heck Kid. He's Heck Man. <laughs> There's another one. He's in an all trench coat with a bandana over his mouth, and he's got two guns and a cape, and it's obviously the Shadow. Okay. I say it's that's obviously Batman if it's got guns. 
We yeah. Know yeah. Bands and guns. <laughs> but yeah, Reaper Bones is a fantastic uh, group. And for all of our listeners at home, take a look at uh, Kickstarter periodically with Reaper because they will do a lot of uh, Kickstarters where you can pledge X amount of money and you can get an entire wave or you can cherry pick from a wave when they come out. And it's actually a little bit cheaper than buying each of them individually, which you can get them for about four or five bucks a piece as well. I. I assume that that Reaper probably has a, a central, centrally located like website yes. hub where where you can access various different kickstarters and stuff from that. Correct? Um, yeah, they do have a, a website. Um, it's literally so, just reapermini.com. And we will, uh, listeners, we will include that website in uh, in the show notes uh, for this episode, or mm-hmm. or also in the description if you're if you're. Uh, listening to this episode on YouTube, uh, we will have it in the description below. But yeah, those are the individual minis that you can buy for games, and it's fantastic because you have all these options for all these people out there that love to play tabletop miniatures. Mm-hmm. There's one that we didn't talk about that I, I I would be remiss if we didn't because it's not technically made for this, but as uh, Smurfy knows, we play D&D and occasionally we'll have little Lego minis. Right. And the oh, benefit yeah. of Lego minis is that you can constantly change what they're doing. Or what holding they're doing. Right. Uh, as we had a story where one of our friends stole a wizard's hat and cloak in exchange for a false crown. So right. in his little Lego mini, we took off what he was wearing and put on a little wizard coat that was too long for him because he had little short legs and a wizard hat. And it's fun like that. Yeah. Uh, Sumash Rexalot was a Lego mini before he was a uh, Hero Forge mini. That's All actually my D and D. Yeah, all my D and D characters start as Lego minis before I went to the D and D miniatures because I was like, hey, I'll, I'll kind of fool around with Lego, see what I like, don't like, and then when it's finalized, boom, that's the guy. You know, that's the that's final a like brilliant idea. Yeah, and and if I remember correctly, when we all first started playing Deadlands, I think we were using Smurfy's Legos. Yep. As oh, our right. as our. Uh, little figures yeah. until we all got on to, to Hero Forge and started messing with it. And, and then, of course, COVID hit and, and uh, right. you know, we fell behind. But um, but yeah, I think we were we were using um, we were using Legos for that. Yep. Now that I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything you have, you can use as a mini. I remember I used to have the old X-Men Danger Room uh, board game. And the those were great miniatures. Yeah. I used to use those as characters I played as. Like, I mean, board games, even when it was just, you know, the little circle puck with the two prongs that you put a little cardboard piece down mm-hmm. in the middle of to right. be to represent whatever you were playing as uh, I would use. The, like, I would use minis wherever I could get them for however I could. Well, that's actually a great segue to board gaming in general. Like, there are so many board games that have great miniatures. Um, Dungeons & Dragons has a line of board games that you can get miniatures from. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Dritz board game because I love the Dritz novels, so I nerded out and bought the Dritz board game. But there are some great miniatures in that game as well that I plan on using at painting and using in my campaigns. You know, now that you mentioned that, Dragonist, that just reminded me of a game that we used to have when we were when we were kids. Maybe you still have it. I, I don't think I do anymore, uh, and I hope you have it because it was a lot of fun. There was a game that we used to have called Hero Quest. That was a board game that had a ton of minis, and uh, I remember at one time we were trying to paint them all. This mm-hmm. was twenty five years ago or so, but 
Um, yeah, that's right. I forgot that there were a lot of those games that come but, with those. Hey, fun fact, that game just got re-released. Yep, I was just about to say that. Uh, oh, wow. A friend, a friend of with- mine bought it, and uh, we played it. Another D&D group I'm in, uh, we had a guy missing, and he's like, I want to play HeroQuest because uh, as a kid, I didn't have any friends that would play this with me, and since you guys are all here, we're playing it, and I'm reliving my childhood right now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. And we played it, and he bought every expansion. So he just wow. came over to my house with boxes of stuff. And he was like, hey, man. And it took him like 20 minutes to set the game up. But yeah, there was a lot of miniatures. Dragonish, do you? The, yeah, I still have them. Do you have it? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't them, mind checking that out sometime. Oh, I yeah. I use them yeah. constantly in my games now. Um, now, and have, actually, you, have you painted them? Uh, I've painted about half of them. There's a lot. Okay. I was going to say, that's a lot, man. That's why I was curious. Like, how bored did you get during COVID? You're like, I'm painting them all. <laughs> Let's the new one, this. though, <laughs> the new one that you're talking about, uh, Smurfy, they have updated and made brand new models for all the miniatures. Yes. Nice. Oh. Yeah. They're and like, much, the they're highly detailed. In. Oh, they're so, they look gorgeous. I, I mm-hmm. want it bad. But it's like. Even the, even the box it comes in is gorgeous. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's huge. Like, it's, it's significantly, like, I swear, it's like a foot It's like tall. three or four times bigger than the box. Yeah, and like every piece has got a custom place for them to sit in, so it's not just like throw them all in there. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's a gorgeous game. So let me let me ask you guys something. What what uh, I guess what would denote miniature versus game piece? Uh, And and what makes me ask this is because Pistol mentioned the the X Men Danger Room game. We used to have a game also, and I think I still have this. the X-Men Red Alert or something like that. And there was a whole set of X-Men figures, but these minis were probably about two and a half inches tall. And, and then, so as I'm sitting here listening to you guys and I'm thinking about that game, then I start thinking about other board games, things like, you know, your standard board games like Clue and Monopoly, where you have little houses or you have, playing piece do those constitute would you constitute those as minis yes or are those playing pieces see, i would no, not I'd, I would say it's a plain piece i'd say, I'd it's, say a mini. it's a mini you guys say it's mini see i'd say, I'd plain say it's, piece a mini, yeah. it's a shoe to me I, uh, a mini is a like a figurine kind of like an action figure i'm so gonna challenge why, your thinking on that because when I, I played in a campaign where uh my dm at the time used little like gem counters as representing the enemies and they were miniatures, essentially, because he's got them on the board, and they're representing enemies. Oh, sure. So almost okay. like like the Legos, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Almost, you know, <laughs> using what you can use as a mini. So it does con- constitute as a mini, then. Yeah. I mean, I would often use candy to represent enemies, and your reward for killing an enemy yeah. was getting yeah. to eat that piece of candy. I've done yeah. that before. <laughs> I think we played in games would have been the thing, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Um, that's- so I would often set up big war-style fights with, like, low-level enemies that, you know, you can maybe one or two shot without getting too overwhelmed. And then, you know, enjoy these starbursts, my friends. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like if you're playing D&D and you're playing against Cobalts, they have, like, two hit points. And so, and you always, they attack in, like, a swarm. So, yeah, you use a whole bunch of, like, yeah, pieces of candy. Every time you kill one, if one mm-hmm. hit, the guy's essentially dead. So it's like, all right, you killed him, eat it. You yeah. killed him, eat it. <laughs> like, want me to keep people in tree? I want that candy. I ran a holiday one-shot for uh, the family one year. I don't think you were, were there or not. I can't remember. Uh, I, uh, I don't remember being there. So yeah, I was not invited. <laughs> I guess I'm not close enough. That's fine. Uh, but I used Hershey Kisses to represent the small guys. And then I used a big, massive, the big Hershey Kisses that they come out with every holiday to represent yeah. large creatures. 
Huh. <laughs> That's cute. It's super fun. Yeah. yeah. It's super fun. Nice. And it got to the point where uh, my parents and my uh, aunt and uncle were fighting over who was going to kill what monster so they could get to the Hershey Kisses. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. the I need to kill that. I'm hungry. Yeah. Now, would you paint the, Would you custom paint those for your people? No, not the, not the Hershey Kisses. <laughs> the wrappers come already designed, so technically already painted. But let me ask you guys, so this is more towards dragonists, because I don't understand this world of it. When it comes to, we keep bringing up painting. Yeah. I know they make specialized paints for them. I've seen mm-hmm. them on the shelf, and they make specialized brushes for them. I don't have the eyesight to be able to do that. So right. that's why I've never done it. But I heard mm-hmm. they have special glasses you can buy, and there's all sorts of other things you can do it to, to yeah. help custom paint them. If you hate yourself like I do, you buy magnifying glasses, and you give yourself okay. a headache trying to paint the tiny details. Do you look like the guy from Toy Story who fixed up Woody? When he yes. just like kept like the lenses kept going out. <laughs> yep, exactly. Like no, I mean there is similar to that. It's it's more like, uh, well, it's similar to like eyeglasses as well as I have a, one of those. What was it forty uh, year old virgin where he's got the big yes. magnifying glass? With I got mm. one yeah. of those as well. Okay, um, but yeah, you especially when you get reaching to the age of I, of me where what. As a Cybertronian, I'm probably a couple million years old. So your eyesight starts to go away after a while. Right. <laughs> oh, or, or if you're like Smurfy's got to get surgery now because his eyesight got so bad. Uh, I mean, like, I had to wear those glasses when I went over to uh, Dragonus's place to glue together uh, my Deadlands mini. Mm-hmm. Because I, the mini I bought came in pieces that had to be glued together. Oh, that's oh. right. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, the, like a... the Malifaux, yeah, which is another great line. Malifaux. Yeah. If you love I horror Western themed minis check out uh m-a-l-i-f-a-u-x i believe yeah it some it sounds, great looking. and it's perfect for deadlands which is what yeah. it is a western horror game but yes as far as painting goes i do need magnifying glasses to paint those um, and there's a variety of paints that you can use okay um, uh, can like well like so where would you get your paints from can you get those at any like hobby place or do you have to go to like a place like miniature market no, uh, well specialize in it I don't, I've never seen them at Michael's, but I also don't look for them when I go to Michael's. When okay. I usually buy them, I buy them from uh, Miniature Market or any of the other uh, local game shops that I have nearby me. Gaia, Gaia. Uh, where and, did you get your magnifying glasses at? Can you get those at Miniature Market too? Um, I, I went to a very exclusive place that sells them called Amazon. No, interesting. Well, that's for, for listeners out there who want to get into this and don't know where to go. Yeah. I'm just trying to give them yeah, tips I mean, and tricks. You can even also to, you know, buy a lot of these uh, mint, uh, paints on Amazon as well. I yeah. just prefer to buy them in person. Yeah, I do too. I'm old fashioned like that. Yeah, being right. able to see the paints and the colors is much yes. better than what you might like. Oh, this looks red on Amazon. You get it. it's a bit more orangish. So yeah, yeah. right. Yep. So what is there? Is there a special base to the paints? Like, a, can you just use any kind of acrylic paints, or do you have to use like a model paint? Or because I know when so, I used to build plastic model kits. Mm-hmm. years ago um yeah i could use any kind of paint sure any kind of paint will go to it but but, but specifically model enamel paint took to the plastic better so is there a certain kind of paint that is better for minis yeah you don't want to use model enamel paint for miniatures <laughs> okay right. so you know that's good to know man because that's yeah. what I was yeah to. i would i would if yeah, i had I would, some I left over i would have used it yeah you want right. to look for acrylic paint the okay. model enamel paints, because the, the miniatures, for the most part, are slightly... They're not exactly rubbery, but they're not exactly plastic like a model. Gotcha. So the paint doesn't... Flexibility. Right, and the enamel paint doesn't always dry on some of these minis. I was so going to say, that'll be a little sticky. sticky. Yeah. Right. 
So you usually go with acrylic paint, and you always want to make sure that you prime your paint, your minis before you paint them. That was gonna be my question because I'll being a painter of a guy who paints like walls. Normally, you you know mm -hmm. obviously put a primer coat on it so the color is more vibrant. Uh, and I I was reading that online. They're like, oh, you can prime it. Now they say you can prime it in black or white, which I was like, yeah, I don't know why you want to prime it in black. But I was like, I, I don't prime know it in black is actually not bad because it hides a lot of mistakes you may make. Gotcha. Okay, mm. so there you go. Oh, See, that's a uh, nice more, tip. More, more, yeah. yeah, more more tips and tricks. From, from... And then there's also what they call oh, I can't remember how, what it's called now because I'm blanking. But there's like you can prime it in black, and then you take a white primer and you spray it from the top, just a couple of sprays. And when you paint over it, it kind of gives almost a a, a, a like a, a pseudo light. I was gonna say like a sun effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah. like sun hitting them from above, almost, almost like a gradient. Of yeah, sorts. yeah. It's you'll. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be as good as a gradient as if you tried to like wet blend or airbrush blend and all that. But it would give a pseudo blend in there for you. You made me go cross-eyed thinking about how hard I have to strain my eyes to watch that to try to blend paint on a miniature that's a inch tall. What? Yeah, <laughs> I am not great at. I I mean, I'll be honest. I cannot wet blend. Which is basically when you wet blend, you have like you have a red and then you have like an orange next to it, but your red is not dry before you start painting your orange, so that way right. so blend in right away together. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. I am I, not I good that at that. Class. I, I watch on a, canvas. Yeah. yeah I watch a canvas. lot of no watch a lot of YouTube guys, and this one right. guy, his name's Squidmar. Oh my gosh, his stuff is amazing. He does a lot of Warhammer stuff, but his wet blending is. I just look now, at that. F you, Squidmore. You're too damn good. <laughs> do, do you, I was say, do you think he's one of those guys that was born with that natural talent, or do you think he kind of like years of like you know practice made him that good? Um, no, I th I think he's born with it because he, a lot of his videos he talks about how he stepped away from Warhammer for like ten years and then came back and it was like nothing had changed in his painting. Wow. He's just he's some he's a gifted European guy from like Sweden or something who's just absolutely amazing and I hate his skill and I love his videos. <laughs> well, well, we should we should boycott him with kindness. That's yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll boycott him by including a link to his stuff as well. Yeah. You need to check him out. He's fantastic. But yeah, there's a bunch of different type of acrylic paints you can buy. Though there's a a brand called Army Painter that I use personally. I just really like the way their paints are. Um, okay. There's Citadel, which is the official one from Warhammer. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's two others, Vallejo and Blick. A lot of miniature painters swear by Vallejo. I have actually never bought them, so I can't give you an honest opinion on those. Okay. Now, what about what about for those uh, those gamers out there, the, those listers who, like us, are maybe uh, financially challenged? Let's <laughs> say. So you know, when I'm doing my my regular canvas paintings. Mm -hmm. Um, because I am financially challenged, <laughs> I, I will just go to Michael's or Walmart and just get the 64 cent acrylic bottles of whatever the cheapest thing sure, is. Sure. Uh, obviously, acrylics are going to work on a mini. Are those less desirable then? So uh, those ones are very, very usable. You can't, if, especially if you're painting on a budget. Um, it's, they're not as, if I remember, I don't use them, but if I remember right, they, they chip a little bit easier. Even if you try to mm. put like a clear coat on them, they're, I mean, they're a 64 cent, 90 cent bottle of paint. Sure. Um, yeah. As compared to the like army painters, which are about two to three bucks a bottle. Okay. 
So this is a silly question. Have you ever tried spray paint any of the minis? Uh, just to prime them. Okay, so that's, that's what's Chris. So yeah, so there you go, listeners. If you want, you can prime a whole big old batch of them in a mm-hmm. hurry with some spray paint, and then get some brushes and some magnifying glasses and detail them. You know, when, right. when they dry. Got you. And the ideal thing is too, once you paint them, is you really need to figure out your washes. washes. So what do you mean by that? So explain the washes. Yeah, yeah. explain yeah. what that is. A wash is a very, very like rundown, almost ink-like consistency of paint. And when you put it on the miniature, it'll seep into the cracks really, oh. really nice. And so that way, like, I've, I use mainly, there's a wash that uh, Army Painter makes uh, called that's Strong it. Tone. That's hmm. why your miniatures look so good and mine look like globs of goo, because I just keep adding more paint <laughs> until the cracks sealed in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that explains everything. Yeah, I usually add a Strong Tone wash, which is kind of a deep, dark brown wash almost a black wash. And then when you paint it, it goes into the cracks and it really highlights the cracks and crevices. And it saves me from having to do a lot of wet blending because I can't do that on those tiny miniatures, but it still gives it a really nice look. Another awesome tip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and sorry for the silence. My brain is just like soaking up all this knowledge. Like, and it's, it's blowing my mind. Like that, like I said, this is a world that I've only seen, you know, like I've never really stepped into. So it's yeah, really kind of cool to know. I I was gonna say I don't I'm not as versed in it as as you guys, and my brain is a little uh, overflowing at the moment too because I really just kind of thought, oh, well, we'll just sit here on on this week's episode and, and geek out about minis, and I I feel like instead um, I'm getting this awesome uh, you know 101 tutorial from Dragonus on. <laughs> on customizing to, uh, minis and stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's point, really amazing. To geek out on minis, you can go to Google and look at some of these guys, their creations, oh their paint jobs. And, like, these guys who go to tournaments, they will have, like, for, like, uh, Warhammer, especially since they have armies, every army and ship they have is, like, this, like, customized uh-huh. paint, like, professional army guys where they're, like, my theme is red. And all their ships and all their guys will have red on there somewhere. Like one sleeve will be mm-hmm. red or like a wing of a ship will be red. I've seen so many different combinations and creations. I was like, this is super cool just to Google and, and, and look at it. Yeah, it's fascinating to look at a lot of the painted miniatures out there from like people that are leaps and bounds better than I will ever be. And that brings me to another one. What do you... What, and they keep bringing out minis every time I go to the, the miniature market. They have a new one, right? And it's and like they just released what was oh, it, yeah. the five-headed dragon, I think it was. Tiamat. Like, what? Tiamat. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm stuttering. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's I was uh, like, the the goddess of the chromatic dragons. Okay. Okay. So like does, that doesn't come pre-painted, does it? Um, I haven't seen the one you're talking about. If it's a Nolzer one, it probably does not. But if I remember right, there was an Icons of the Realm one that came pre-painted. Interesting. But that so one, I think, were... is an older one that's probably going to be more expensive to buy as it might be discontinued. Okay. I got you. So, so just like in the world of collectibles, they do discontinue miniature yep. molds. Interesting. It's also heartbreaking because if you really like one that you found from like 10 years ago, Azar is gone. It's going to cost, cost a lot. A lot of websites too, though. Like, if you find one from the Icons of the Realms that you really like, that's those pre-painted ones that you really like. Places like Miniature Market and other websites will sell them individually. Interesting. Even though it comes in a blind booster box, you can right. 
if you're looking but for if leverage. they've gotten one just right. just like they would like a blind funko box or something right yeah. exactly right. right and it's you know usually you those go for about uh, five dollars and i've seen some of them that sell for fifty dollars because there are a rarity between that and those. And usually the $50 ones are your, like, your beholders or your really, really big, iconic D&D monsters that everybody wants already. Right. So that, that's where it goes into supply and demand. If demand's high for it, it's probably going to cost you a few more exactly. pennies. Gotcha. See, that's another that's, – that also explains, too, why when I go to miniature market, I see the variation of prices, and my brain just kind of goes, why? But now that makes right. sense. So, yeah, that all makes sense now. Have you ever thought about like what you would do if you get that five-headed dragon? What colors you'd paint it? Because sometimes I'll sit there, and I know I can't paint, and I'm like, I know I don't have the patience or the eyesight for it, but I'm like, dude, it'd be cool if it looked like this or this, or this is how I'd paint my guy. So. I mean, I'm a purist, so I'd paint the body like the dark red, and then paint each head one red, one black, one white, one blue, and one green, as so Tiamat you... is supposed to look. Got you. So you just do the head, not the, like, the neck? Because I saw one where the guy oh, painted the head I, and yeah. the neck. Yes, okay. the neck as well. I mean, I would I would gotcha. paint the head and the neck those colors, but yeah. I would paint it to look like Tiamat, and then gotcha. have my okay. players die to Tiamat in the next session. <laughs> and then they all get massacred. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of it. Surprise, it was Tiamat all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fools. Well, you, do you have a favorite? Dragoness miniature? Because I, 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 oh, and, and For the record, Dragoness has a book bag that is a square that is all foam that he can carry around all his miniatures in, which I've seen that are very, very cool. And I've seen you come in and it looked like you were carrying, I don't know, just giant cubes. And I was mm-hmm. really confused until you unzipped them and you were just pulling out miniature after miniature. So I know you have a lot. And that's why I'm asking, who's your favorite? Or are they like kids? You can't pick a favorite. I honestly can't even think of a favorite, to be honest. I've got so many, um, both icons and non-icons that I couldn't even tell you one favorite. Um, I guess if I had to pick one, there was a Hero Forge one I made on a previous campaign that was set in a uh, kind of an ancient China type campaign area. Okay. And uh, he was a cleric who was a deity, or he was a cleric of the Green Jade Rabbit. And uh, he uh, he was, uh, his name was Toshiro Mako, and he was essentially Uncle Iroh. And he always had to get a nice <laughs> cup of tea. tea? That's, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> but it was great because he has a he had this green samurai armor too. And because he was a jade rabbit uh, cleric, I also gave him bunny ears. Awesome on his helmet. You you almost went Bucky O'Hare. For yeah, I almost did go times. Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. P- well, now I was gonna say pistol. You have a favorite? I know you got some minis. Are you got some? Uh, yeah, from various games. I mean, it's tough over the years. Like, I mean, I'm just looking at Sumash right now, and I, he might be my favorite. I'm, uh, just because of the work I put into him, the sculpting that I did on Hero Forge, the yeah, sure. axe with the flame. Like, yeah. But uh, I mean, back in the day, man, if I could just find anybody that had like elf ears or a dwarf, like I'd be like, this is my guy. But right, uh, right. in today's world, being able to actually craft what you, being able to craft what you envision, has is a game changer in the world of minis. So I 100 percent agree because before, if you were like, I'm an I'm an elven ranger with a bow, I'll take any guy who has a bow. Right. You know, and and now, my, like my personal favorite uh, mini I have is the one from Dragonus Prime from my uh, Deadlands campaign. Is, is is Hank Fortress? I I still have that on a, a dresser. He's probably he's probably going to go into the display case soon, just because I love him so much. I completely forgot about that mini that I painted yeah. for you. 
Yeah, and in the, uh, and, and my description is I had you paint him like uh, Captain Mal from uh, Serenity and Firefly. That's right. He had the red shirt and the brown coat. That's probably why I love him so much. The only actual mini uh, outside of some of the board games that I still have and the, the sets in that regard, the only actual mini that I have is my uh, Vic Talon mini from our Deadlands campaign, which, again, like you guys, Dragonus Prime painted for me. Um, but I have to say that there is a, there is a series of minis that Dragonus Prime created on Hero Forge, and I don't think that you actually got them made. I think you just made the images on Hero Forge of us. Oh, yes, yes, yes as yes. as minis, uh, as well as the Mighty Crusaders. Super I made a few of those. I've also made, made Masters of the Universe. And yeah, and those, I love those. I mean, Masters of the Universe, I love. The Mighty Crusaders, of course, I'm, you know, you know, all you listeners know how ridiculously obsessed I am with those. <laughs> so um, I love all those. But I, I got to say, the ones that the Dragonist designed of the five of us from my big fat pull list, um, I think those probably are my favorite because it's, it's, it's so us. cool. It's us. Yeah, yeah. it's us. Well, thank you. I agree. I mean, I don't know if they're as cool as the Legos I created of us, but they're no, pretty no. cool. <laughs> Those are pretty cool too. Those are pretty cool too. We will be sharing. We will be sharing the Legos with you, uh, listeners, very soon. We yeah. uh, we want to we want to do a big unveiling of those when they're ready. Well, that actually begs the question uh, for the listeners at home: Do you have a miniature that's your favorite? And uh, if so, please share images with us. We would love to see what they look like. Or also, do you have miniatures of us that you have created? We'd love to see those too. As well as our lawyer would love to see that as well. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. On that note, I don't know about you guys. I feel like all my questions are answered. Dragonus, thanks for informing us on the world that I did not really know a lot about. Uh, You know, Dr. Impact, hope you learned a, a lot from this. I did quite a bit. And I, I also have to say that, um, you know, uh, with just our lives in general over the last uh, eight months or so, we as a group uh, have not been able to get together to play uh, many tabletop games mm-hmm. much because we, we every time we get together, we're always working on this show for the listeners as, as it should be. Uh, but after going through all of this, it, it really kind of, um, you know, gets those, gets those Jones and fluids going. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, we gotta, we gotta get another game going because now I, now I really want to jump back in. Yeah, man. Thanks for reminding me about those Ghostbuster minis that we'll never have. Thanks. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, yeah. I brought that up, sir. That's ignite the flame to get that game going again. All right, that's what I do. So you shut your horse mouth. <laughs> well, and and on that note, I think we've teased it before, but we will be doing a uh, uh, my big fat pull list uh, mm-hmm. tabletop game at some point, hopefully very soon yep. once we can get things together. We're just trying to get what? a little bit more equipment set up for it, but yeah. What are we going to fight? Tell me like the plot now. Who's the villain? I need it all now. Meow, meow, meow. Spoiler! You're all going to fight Dragonus Prime, and Dragonus Prime has five different heads now, and each one's one of the different chromatic dragons. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. <laughs> and I will not survive that fight, <laughs> but that's fair. <laughs> well, you know what, guys? We had this one coming. <laughs> we had this one coming. 
This is our bad. This is our bad. Yeah, this is our bad. <laughs> I think that about wraps up for minis, guys. Uh, listeners out there, too. Yeah, feel free to comment like on everything they said. Post pictures. Hit us mm-hmm. up with more questions if you want to know more. Or if you feel like we didn't cover something well enough, let us know. We'll do more research, and we'll, we'll come back and answer all your questions for you. On that note, guys, I'm Smurfy. I'm Dr. Impact. I am uh, blinded from painting miniatures. Dragon is prime. Pistol danger. No quip, just my name. See you guys next time. And with that, the knowledge is yours. What, what does that even mean? Are you a lister? Do you want to be a lister? You can be a lister today. Join now. Join what? Where? What what are you talking about? What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Head on over to our Patreon page and help support the show. Good. Now take it home. The power is yours. Nope. Not happening. Aw.